What's happening? What's happening? It's your boy DP, the neighborhood hope dealer, coming to you with the Verb of the Day podcast, where we take practical principles from the Bible, you apply them to your life and see the results. Because I believe, and it is true, every principle out there from the gurus comes from the good book. And I'm going to prove it. And you're going to prove it too. So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, and enjoy the podcast. A podcast, the Verb of the Day podcasters, we welcome you back. Man, hey, the response to yesterday's um, podcast was, it was good. It was, a, it was a good, good response. I had some good conversations, some, they were quick. But there were some good conversations, some good comments, and some people who were really dealing with this this anger, this uncontrollable anger struck a chord. This uncontrollable anger struck a chord with a lot of folks. So what we do, we're going to run it back for part two. <laughs> what we're going to do, we're going to run it back for part two. Um, yesterday had me thinking, it got me to thinking back to when I was dealing with my uncontrollable anger, reminiscing, and it wasn't a pretty sight. I don't know if you've been following the war in Korea in uh, Ukraine, or if you've ever followed any of the wars that you've seen, especially the one in Ukraine, because there's so much, you see so the civilian casualties. And when you're looking at the stuff, I've watched the news a little bit, but I don't watch the news much at all. But from what I've seen, you know, you see, you know, people's built the, Apartment buildings blown up, and you see people crying because they've they've lost their home, they've lost loved ones. Um, that this craziness is going on over a whole lot of nothing. And you look and you see all this devastation. You see all this this carnage, and you see. Man, people's lives are lost and people's lives are destroyed. And if you are brave enough to look back at your anger, I know when I took a look back and I looked at the results of my uncontrollable anger, there was a lot of devastation. There was a lot of carnage. Like, I don't know if you've seen Venom, the second Venom, Carnage. Man, you look back at, like, there's a lot of stuff that is destroyed. A lot of stuff that's destroyed. A lot of feelings that was destroyed. A lot of relationships that were destroyed. All because of this explosive bomb 
that is let off called anger. I look back and I think about the stuff that I said to my mom. I think about the stuff that I said to teachers, how I just acted like I didn't even care. Like I would go red. I would go from zero to a thousand and for nothing. I think about yelling at my kids for no reason. I think even my son, he's eight. I think about me yelling at him, still dealing with the anger. So I look back, and if you are brave enough to look back, you'll see the carnage that is left by your uncontrollable anger. Check this out. We're doing part two, but I'm, it's a different verse in the same Proverbs, Proverbs 14. Yesterday we did Proverbs 14 and 29. But today, do Proverbs 14 and 17. Short-tempered people do foolish things, and schemers are hated. Short-tempered people do foolish things. And I'm just going to stick on that because we were talking about anger. Your little short temper, that little short fuse that you have, has you doing some foolish stuff. It has you doing some things that has you looking foolish. But not only that, it is leading, it's leaving a mess of destruction in its wake. And I just want to talk about the people who are close to you. I don't want to even talk about the people who really don't matter to you. Because you, you've damaged some relationships there. But I'm talking about the people who are close to you, the people who are right beside you, the people who have your back, the people who you're raising, the people who are counting on you to guide them in the way that they should go. And your anger, Is rubbing off on your kids. You're wondering why. Here's the thing. You're wondering why little Johnny, little Janet, little Jane, little Asia, whatever their name is, you're wondering why they get so mad and throw temper tantrums at the stuff that they do. It's because they're watching you. They're watching you. They're watching your response. They're watching your anger. I w- oh, man. I was talking to a gentleman last week. And he was talking about his stepdaughter. And his stepdaughter went from she was a great straight A, A-B student. She was an A-B student, um, great in high school. You know, went through college, 
And then like somewhere midway through college, she just became this very angry person. Well, her real dad is a very angry person and lashes out, says whatever they're going to say and blows up and all this stuff. And now his daughter's like that. Well, she's had kids. And now her youngest daughter does the exact same thing that she does. And she's only five. Look at the trickle effect that if you don't deal with your uncontrolled anger, your short temper, your short fuse, it will be passed down to the next generation if you don't deal with it. <clears throat> he says his granddaughter, they got an older granddaughter and they got a younger one. The, uh, the other one is, I believe, like seven or eight. And then there's the five-year-old who acts just like the mom. And he sees it. And the things that she does, the temper tantrums that she throws, like the stuff that comes out of her mouth, that she acts just like her mom, who acts just like her biological father. And he was like, what do I do? Because he's not an angry person. He's not a very angry person. But he is seeing the trickle effect of this anger issue when it goes undealt with any time that the, the stepdaughter is challenged, she just blows up. If something bad happens, something doesn't go her way, something doesn't go right, she immediately blows up. And it's affecting her daughter, who is five years old and doing the same things. They always say it's kids don't do what you say. They do what you do. And sometimes, a lot of times, they do it better than what you do. And it's all, and it's, uh, <laughs> and I hate to say it, that normally it's the worst thing that we don't want them to pick up. We don't want them to pick up our anger issue. We don't want them to take to take on the the way that we respond to things. We don't want them to do that. No, we want them to take on the good qualities. No, but for some reason they'll take on that bad quality that we have and shoot, they'll work that thing in a way that we don't. And then they will start doing foolish stuff. If you don't get control of it, you're going to pass it down to your son, to your daughter, or it's already been passed down to your daughter or your son, and now they've passed it down to their kids. It's a, it creates a dysfunctional generational cycle of not handling things properly. And the reason why it happens is because we don't never get to the root of the problem. We don't get to the root of the issue. We're scared to deal with what caused us that hurt. And now we, we're doing foolish stuff. 
we're doing foolish stuff because we're so short-tempered. It just it says it. Short-tempered people do foolish stuff. And you and if you look back and be honest with yourself, your little short temper has done a whole lot of foolishness. And when they talk about they talk about foolishness, they talking about unwise. You do a lot of unwise things out of your anger. And here's the thing. It can be a wide range of things that you do. So it ain't just blowing up people and people and cussing out. You get mad and you step out on your spouse. Yeah, you're so short-tempered. When, you, when, your, when your wife or your husband doesn't do what, what you think that they should do, you get mad and you step out on them. Talking about, oh, that's how you going to act. That's how you going to be. Instead of sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, no, you run to the next man or to the next woman. Oh, you so short-tempered. No, you you so short-tempered. Oh, you get mad and you you run straight to the bottle. You run straight to the bottle. And we ain't talking about just having to sit. We're talking about, yeah, you get drunk because you mad. You run to the bar and start spending up your cash. You get mad and you run to the casino and then blow all your money. And then be mad that you don't blew all your money. Then you mad because you don't wasted all your money. Now you get your short, you're so short tempered. It's saying you do foolish stuff, you do unwise things. Yeah, you get mad and you you run straight to the internet. You run straight to the porn site. Thinking that's that's supposed to comfort you. Yep, you you get mad and you run to the next man's house. That's what you get mad. You get mad and you 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 go buy you a sack or something and you you smoke it all up. Uncontrollable. And then you wonder why your children, your child, starts acting the same way that you do. You wondering why your son or your daughter is starting to respond the same way that you are and you don't like it and you try to get mad at them about it and you try to get them to stop doing it. Well, you know what, sister, brother, they'll stop doing it when you stop doing it because they ain't going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. So if you want to stop this, gen- and it's a curse. I told you, I'm talking to my man is like, he like, man, I don't know. I see it. I see the, I seen the father do it. I'm seeing the daughter do it. And now I'm seeing my granddaughter do it. That's three generations. That's three generations. And he's like, what? How do I help to course correct this thing? Because I can't talk to the mama because the mama 
she gets mad if you point out the fact that she has anger issues. So what do I do? I'm like, man, as much time as you spend with them grandbabies, you have to help them learn the healthy response to when things don't go their way. Like, you're going to have to be the one who plants the seeds to help them handle responses the correct way. That's the only way it's going to happen. Because the mama, if she's not going to deal with it, it's just going to continue. And here's the thing. So it's a double-edged sword because the grandfather is still in the granddaughter's life. The biological grandfather is still in the granddaughter's life. So she gets to see him. That spirit. She gets to be around that spirit very often. 24-7 with the mama, pretty much. And then when she goes and see her other, no matter when he's mad, she sees that. And the only calm one that she sees is the grandmother and the step-grandfather. It's creating a generation. That's three generations that if it's not corrected, it's just going to keep on going on. And then you're going to have to look back at years and years and years of trying to repair the stuff that's been destroyed. And when I look at when I look at war scenes and the war in Ukraine and even when I watch like war movies that are good that are based off like true true stories and they're depicting this story man when you look at the just the devastation of war the devastation of war that is the same devastation that anger caused that's the same devastation that the short temperedness cause because it leads you to respond in a way that is not healthy. And not only is it not healthy for you, it's not healthy for the people around you. Like I said, it says you do unwise things. So you'll get angry and you will go shopping and you'll go blow your whole check shopping to make you feel better. You cuss people out to make you feel better. You blow up at people because you think it makes you feel better. You go off and snort something because it makes you feel better. It's going to calm you down. Here's one of the biggest things. And like, you know, I got no, nothing against people who smoke weed. I ain't got nothing against smoking weed. I have nothing against it. It's just when you're addicted to it. And here's one of the biggest lies that the enemy tells you about smoking. It calms you down. Now, I used to be a smoker, smoker. Smoke, smoke. Smoke dog. I used to smoke, smoke. 
I was still the same angry person. I would still blow up. I would still go off. I would still yell at my kids, even when I was high. I know people who said weed calms them down and they still fly off the handle just the same as if they were sober. So the lie that the enemy is telling you that it keeps you calm and it, it mellows you out. No, it don't because soon something rubs up against that issue that you have, that deep-rooted issue that you have, you you blow up still the same, whether you high or whether you sober. I, alcohol calms my nerves. It calms my nerves. No, it don't. Because when somebody gets on that nerve, that nerve, you still blow up and go off just the same way as if you were sober. So it's a lie. Drugs ain't calming your nerves. The porn site's not calming your nerves. That other woman, that other man, they're not calming your nerves. You going shopping is not calming your nerves. You gambling it all the way is not calming your nerves. How about you deal with the deep-rooted issue so you don't even have that nerve anymore? How about that? That's what I decided to try. You know, how about I just deal with my issues so that I don't need something to help me to get by. I don't need something that, quote, unquote, calms me down. How about I just deal with the issue, get the issue out of me, get it out of my heart so I can move on with life. And I don't even have to, I don't have to pacify it anymore. I don't have to put the pacifier in the baby's mouth no more. And whatever your pacifier is. And you know, when the baby is crying, people grab the pacifier and put it in their mouth and it calms them down for, for a minute. But once you deal with the issue, the baby is calm. So how about you just start dealing with your issue? That way, baby, you'll be calm. By dealing with the deep-rooted issue, you become calm. Not by pacifying it. Not by putting a bandit. Not trying to cover it up. Not trying to smoke it away, drink it away, sex it away, gamble it away, shop it away. Because all of those things are temporary. Because you can go out and go shopping and then start feeling good, but then somebody comes across your path that rubs up against the deep-rooted issue again, and you're mad again. And so all the shopping that you did, all the smoking that you did, all the drinking that you did, all the sexing that you did, it goes away. And you're angry again. Why? Because the pacifier got taken out of the baby's mouth. The baby's angry again because the pacifier got taken out the baby's mouth. 
How about we stop using pacifiers to deal with our issues and just deal with our issues? That way we don't need no pacifier anymore. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like breaking a child of a pacifier. That we give them a pacifier all their life and then all of a sudden it's, you don't need this pacifier to go to sleep. Use your... Use your words. Tell me what's wrong. When we used to just, when something was wrong, we just give them the pacifier. So they learn that, hey, if there's something wrong, I can pacify it. But then we get to a point as parents that we take the pacifier away, throw the pacifier away and say, hey, you need to use your words. You need to talk. And now I'm talking to some grown babies right now that you need to use your words. You need to go talk to somebody to get this issue dealt with and stop pacifying it with all the things that you're trying to pacify it with. Stop trying to pacify your deep-rooted issue and just deal with the issue because you don't need a pacifier to go to sleep anymore. You need to use your words. You need to talk it out. You need to get it out and get it out of your system so that you can go on with a healthy life and stop doing foolish things. Stop the foolishness. Stop the pacifying. Stop using the pacifier, baby. Because you don't need you don't need a pacifier to go to sleep. You need to talk and use your words. You need to stop having the temper tantrums and you need to talk and use your words. That's how you're going to deal with the anger. That's how you're going to get rid of the anger. And I'm sorry to say this, but you're going to have to look back over the missiles and the bombs that you dropped because of your short temper, because of the foolish things that you're doing. And you're going to have to apologize to a lot of people for the way that you acted because of your short temper, because of the foolish things that you've done. You're going to have to look at the carnage. You're going to deal with the destruction after your short temper. Take the pacifier out your mouth. And use your words and talk it out. It's your boy, DP, the Neighborhood Hope Dealer. Hey, yo, see you tomorrow. Peace. What's happening? What's happening? It's your boy, DP, the Neighborhood Hope Dealer, coming to you with the Verb of the Day podcast, where we take practical principles from the Bible. You apply them to your life and see the results. Because I believe, and it is true, every principle out there from the gurus comes from the good book. And I'm going to prove it. And you're going to prove it, too. So sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, and enjoy the podcast.